You are now listening to Straight Talk with Postgrad Recruits. Here is Troy University sideline reporter Junior LaSaint, Valdosta's Daily Time columnist and owner of the Recruit Database, Zane Rowland, owner and creator of Postgrad Recruits, Chris Blanton, and your host, Mr. Just Kev himself, Kevin Robinson. We talk about it so much, you know, and we question the, the validity of it. And I start to think about the medications and the prescriptions and things of that nature. How often is that coming into play, you know, on these lower levels on, you know, with the the younger kids? Um, And I ask specifically because we get a lot of kids these days looking up to, you know, their favorite athletes. And now we're in a world where social media is so prevalent, you can see everything that somebody's doing. So if my favorite baseball player is taking this drug or this, he's getting prescribed this, and hey, he's hitting home runs, I want to be able to do that too. So now I'm going to do whatever I need to do and, you know, go talk to a doctor, whoever it may be. I have this mental health issue so I can get this prescription and now I can be, you know, like my favorite baseball player. So if you can, do you deal with anything like that or even hear anything? Just speak on it really quickly. If you have any, any thoughts on something like that. Yeah. I, I think that, um, I, I think we are a, are a, um, a society of, of, you know, quick fixes, you know, and a lot of times, anytime someone has, anything wrong with them their first thing the first go-to is a medication they don't want to sit and talk to somebody and deal with what's really going on they want a medication um on our podcast we 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 did an episode and it's been a while but um we talked about how you know people would rather live a life that they're where they're miserable and take medication so they just don't feel that they're miserable then do something to change their life you know just this makes some different decisions this you know, it, it may be really difficult, but let's find a new job or a new career or a new place to live or something. It, it, it's, it may be tough, but, but instead, you know, people would rather take medication to not feel the depression and live miserably um, than, than make a change. So I, I think that we, people go to medication very quickly sometimes. Um, there, there are certainly times when it's needed, but, you know, most of the time it's not. Um, and, but we're looking for that quick fix, something easy to do so that, you know, we don't have to do any work. You know, we, we, Kev said the athlete, you know, the student athlete wanting that drug when sometimes it's the parent that's pushing that drug Mm -hmm. onto the student athlete. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've seen that before, you know, where a parent, uh, wants their child to get bigger, faster, stronger but they're not doing it quick enough. So they heard about this drug, you know, it might not be, you know, you're in high school, they're not testing you. We could take it for now and you get off of it later. Mm-hmm. Not thinking about the repercussions and the effect it might play on them while they're in high school, because they, like we already, we're talking about mental health now, that drug can, you know, amplify whatever is going on with that, that, that student mm-hmm. athlete already. Yeah, I think a great example to that is, you know, when you think about um, wrestlers or um, gymnasts and stuff who have to keep who, who where weight is a really important factor, you know, um, medications like Adderall and Ritalin and things like that will suppress your appetite is for ADHD, but it will suppress your appetite. And so we see a lot of students, you know, taking those kinds of medications, one, to suppress their appetite and two, oftentimes to 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 increase their focus when they take a test or something. Um, but not really, really recognizing that, you know, if you are a person maybe with a little bit of anxiety, you don't have ADHD, but you have a little bit of anxiety, that medication is going to jack your um, anxiety up 
significantly. Um, and it's going to, so it can cause other problems. Um, sure, you may be able to keep your weight down, but, you know, what are the other consequences to that? Right. Now, Cortez, I got to put you on the spot because you deal with a lot of youth. <laughs> you deal with you on the daily, you know, that, that's how you make your bread and butter. Do you see some of the things that we, we, we're talking about? Yeah, all the time. Uh, majority of the time, uh, especially those kids that parents are looking for their kids to be like just off the charts and things like that. Uh, I have a couple of kids now that dads are kind of on them tough and Sometimes they just want to be a kid and just, you know, play play around here and there. But uh, I can see that the parents are really tough on those kids. And I kind of have to kind of tell them that they're okay in a sense. They have time to kind of uh, become what they're looking to become later on by playing sports in a sense. But you could tell them that all day, but at the end of the day, they're their parents. So they gonna feel that they know what's best. But right. at the same time, I kind of just try to put a, a bug in their ear in a sense to kind of like they're okay they cool you ain't got to be really on them so hard and things like that but that's I do see uh, a lot of those type of things as well so like with you so you tr you're training them you know you don't want to like detour them <laughs> you want them to keep coming training how do you right. how do you deal with the kid when when you're training that kid you know they're getting a lot of pressure because we've talked about this and you know that kid getting all this pressure you know, right. but you still you still have to you have a job to do. How do you you know how do you approach that kid? So I typically kind of approach the kid on my own and kind of while I'm training them, I kind of just talk to them and just ask them like how they doing and kind of like you know how you feeling and things like that. And then I also tell them man, at the end of the day, man, you need to tell if you feel like you need a break, tell them. Like talk to your parents and tell them that I need a break, I need a rest. Uh, I had one kid; he was a uh, a running back. He also played baseball. He was training. He was doing baseball training, and he was doing football training with me on the same day. And he also had football and baseball, all that type of stuff. And during this time, he was going through one of his his football coach had died of a heart attack. I became a bit, and I could tell that was weighing on him, but. I kind of typically kind of, like I said, I kind of like just talk to them while we're training, just kind of ask them like, man, how you doing? How you feeling? And they kind of open up to me because in a sense, I know the parents are not really coming at them that way. You know what I'm saying? And it's somebody else that's coming at them showing that they care about their well-being as well. So he kind of open up, talk to me in a sense. But like I tell them though, man, I say at the end of the day, man, you need a rest. At the end of the day, if you need a rest, tell your parents that you need a rest. At the end of the day, they're going to have to listen or it's going to be too late in the sense of you doing something that they don't want you doing. So I kind of talk to them and kind of just hopefully they're – I'm just dropping gems at the end right, of the day, just right. dropping little bros in their ear to just get them like, okay, Coach Stubbs, he's saying this. I'm, I'm tired because I, I know them kids be tired, but You're that's right. what I kind of typically do is just go that route. I really don't even talk to the parents sometimes because they're not going to understand if they wasn't an athlete. Since I'm an athlete and I kind of understand what, you know, and seeing some of my fellow friends and things right. like that, I kind of talk to them. And then with the parents, it's really up to the kid to kind of go to their parents to kind of help and kind of let them realize that they're doing too much. But right. Man, so that's how I approach it. Coach, we all have those kids that we coach. 
Like they they do football practice, baseball, basketball, all in the same day. The parents just dragging them down. But like we've been talking about, it's the people that we that 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 is coaching us through our life. They start at the age of five, and most of those people are non-athletic people, and they That's get right. into the arena and they're trying to force their child to be something that they never were, or they're trying to force their child to be something to be a trophy to them where they can brag to their friends about, and. That's the one way streak to I'm not gonna do this for long. Cause as soon as I turn 18 and I don't depend on you anymore, I'm dropping this full sport and I'm getting away from the game because you made me hate it so much. Not even getting away from the game, but getting away from them. Right. Yeah, because I was about to say that because like I said earlier, you know, some they've been in it so long, they don't know how to stop it. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to stop doing it. You know, and 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 Dr. Burn, I wanted to lead into that with that, you know with an athlete who finally does stop doing it, you know, and starts suffering from depression, you know, you know, how, how do you, you know, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I, I think that, um, well, I, I think what Cortez was saying just a minute ago too, with that last little thing you said was, was so important, but it, we jumped past it because they leave their parents, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, these kids, they when they sometimes when they get to that position and they they leave the sport you know if they finally can can take um that step and you know stand up for themselves and they do get away from it they tend to get away from their family too and now they're alone right um so not only do they have not have the 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 sport or the 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 team family that they've always had because they've left that they don't have their other family their, their real you know biological family either and so they're they're alone and and that's a really I hate to use the word dangerous, but that's a really scary place for them to be because now, you know, when you feel isolated, when you feel alone, those are the things that really, you know, significantly increase like depression and anxiety and some of those kinds of things, because now you're, you know, that isolation that you feel is, um, is, is horrible and you don't really have any, anybody there to help you help pull you out of it or to, to give you some guidance somewhere else to go. Um, so, you know, that those are really difficult circumstances to, to help a player out of, or help a kid or, or uh, a person out of, because, you know, it's really difficult for them to see anything ahead of them. You know, all that, all that, that was ahead of them before is gone now, and now they don't see anything. Um, and so you have to, you really have to like start from the beginning and start, you know, from, from the bottom and just kind of build them up and, and help them find something else that they can kind of hold on to. And, uh, you know, kind of getting back to that identity thing, you know, okay, so you're not that anymore. So now what are you, who are you and how do we, how do we foster that? Um, but it's really difficult. I mean, I've, I've read some things that on how, you know, depression is a very, you know, is a very big in athletes. Um, you know, like Kevin said earlier, like how you differentiate from what's real and what's not real. Um, and then you've been doing the sport and you think you have all these friends and you have all this, you know, everybody putting you on this pedestal. And then that ends and those things start to dwindle away. And, those, you know, you, you thought you you thought you were that guy. You thought you had the friends. You thought you had the great personality. And then you come to find out you don't really have anything anymore. You know, there's nothing. And, you know, it's so many athletes deal with this, you know, when they get older um, and, and are done with the sport. Um, 
athletes who still love the sport and had to quit or or whatever the case might be may have gotten injured. You know, what do you say to those people? You know, because all of us on here have been athletes um, and still are athletes, you know, in heart and, and try to be physically <laughs> when we That's can. That's about it. Only in heart. <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, it, and we've all said if I do anything to play the game one more time. You know, mm-hmm. we've all said that I'll play the game one more time. And, you know, it's like, are, are we crazy for thinking that? Or, you know, what what is that all about? You know, <laughs> no, I, I think I see that as, you know, that's a That's a true love of the game. Right. That's that's where it was. You weren't do, you were doing it because you you enjoy doing it. And that's why you you would just love to have it do it one more time. And, and you just want to get back out there. Um, but I think in working with that, that the person who kind of gets pulls out of it or, or, or leaves the sport or, you know, they've just can't deal with the pressure, you know, it's, um, I, I think that I imagine it as sort of, they, they're, they have this big hole, you know, the, the, the sport filled this hole uh, from right. so much of their life. And now there's a hole there. We, we have to find something to go in it. Um, you know, this is why a, a lot, you know, a lot of people fill that hole with substance abuse. They, they fill it with alcohol or, or narcotics or something, or they fill it with um, gambling or, or some other, um, something else that sort of gives them that same, um, uh, you said, like you said, we're, we're all athletes. We've all played the sports before. Um, that, that feeling that you get when, you, when you're walking out in the field of that excitement, that, that rush of dopamine that goes through your body. Again, that hole is there. They don't feel that with anything else. And so they're looking for it with anything and substance abuse, you know, they look for it with substance abuse, they look for it with gambling, they look for it with very risky, dangerous behaviors, because it, it gives them that same flood of dopamine that they're looking for. And, and then you get into these really dangerous, scary situations that these guys find themselves in. Um, and, you know, so we have to work hard to kind of coach them and pull them away from those types of behaviors so that they can find something healthy to fill that space um, that, that gives them the same uh, positive feelings, that same excitement, that same energy but it's safe for them. That's not going to pull them down and cause them more damage. See, and I think this, this part of the topic is, is very relevant to a lot of, a lot of people we all know, even for myself, I've been there, you know, in that situation, you know, because I've been on this, on this high for forever. And then, you know, get to this point where it's like, what am I doing? What now what do I do? What am I, I don't know what to do. And it's like just searching for a way to feel it, you know, um, and just just always needing to be busy just to try to feel that. Right. You know, um, Kevin, you had something? Yeah, so when we talk about the athlete, you know, especially who, who's having a hard time at home or they've left their parents, they don't have that relationship there. And some may, may not even have the camaraderie from the teammates. They may not have that relationship with the coach. And I just see somebody being, you know, really, really lone, really, really isolated. What kind of resources are out there, you know, for people like that? Are there websites that you can tell us about, hotlines, things of that nature, where they may be able to feel like, you know, I can at least call this or go go to this website. You know, I know we have like suicide prevention, things of that nature, but do you know of any other resources, you know, and there may be somebody who sees this and it, it helps them right away. So that's that's my question. What kind of resources might be out there for somebody who feels, hey, I'm totally alone. I don't have a game. I don't have my family. I don't have coach. I don't have anybody. What can I do? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't 
the types of resources are going to vary, of course, in different places. Um, I, I don't know of any any hotlines or anything like that, but there's you know there's always um, I guess one of the positive things that came out of all this COVID is um, you know teletherapy and and, and yeah. virtual mental health um, sessions and stuff like that. So it's it's really easy now to get connected with a mental health person that can help you work through some of those things. And you know that's that to me is would always be the first first step. Um, I, I think that another thing um, I, I had a um, there was a, a young girl that I worked with. I, I kind of, I coached her team. Um, uh, in soccer she was but she was she was little and she's in middle school now um but her last season playing she um it, it was sort of a very um a, it was an accident but they found that um she had hurt her knee in a ma match or something and they did went and they were figuring trying to figure out what happened and she, she they ended up finding out that she had cancer in her mm. knee like this really mm. really um terrible bone cancer and so she went through all this you know chemotherapy and surgeries and all that kind of stuff and they basically said you know she's not going to play again um but she loved soccer and um so you know i i my goal with her was to to work her through to help her be a coach you know um so um as some of these youth get older if they pull out of the sport but they you know, they still looking for some of that, you know, I, I coach them into coaching, you know, come, come do this and teach other kids what you know, and you can help them avoid the things that kind of pulled you down and made it more difficult for you. Um, while at the same time, teaching them the things that can make them a strong player and, you know, a strong uh, teammate, um, but giving them a purpose that way so that they um, can still sort of be in the, uh, in, in the, in the sport or in the, in athletics, but um, not have that same pressure and stuff that kind of pulled them out of it to begin with. Right. Mm. Yeah, like I see Freeman, you was pointing at yourself. <laughs> really, you know, uh, we were talking about the, the whole trying to find your identity outside of uh, athletics, because I, I drill myself around it. But I don't want to stray too far away from what you guys are talking about now. And I just want to add, you know, a little something in there. Uh, a lot of us, you know, as coaches, um, th in this time frame, we we, uh, we have evolved where we're more checking on our players and athletes and making sure, you know, we go out and do life with them outside of the sports. We talked about this last week also, where it, uh, compared to the past where our coaches, it was, it was always hard and tough, like no outside, of, you know, activity. It was all, you know, inside those right. eight uh, – hours you were in school and then you know the the three hours you did practice outside of that it was it wasn't really that big of a relationship but I had this one coach come in my life and actually it changed my life who built the character of man inside of me that you know uh deposited some great things this coach right here he showed me what you know everything that I do now as far as coaching like bringing kids to my house and making sure they, 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 they have a place of peace or, you know, making sure they know who they are outside of this football realm. Because at some point, the ball is going to stop rolling. some point, it's going to stop bouncing. So then, instead of doing like I was doing, where I dropped down from the NFL to, you know, Canadian League to the, um, the uh, arena football, yeah. indoor football to semi-pro, <laughs> you have to drop down all those levels. <laughs> Uh, you know other things that they can do that's why i'm constantly involved in their lives trying to 
make sure they know life outside of football. This is only momentary. And I let them, I let them straight out know, like, you know, football, you, your contract, when you look at it, you only going to get about 65% of that after taxes. And that, 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 that tax bracket is different. It is not catered towards the athlete. And I tell them all the time, you can make more money going into the medical field. You can make more money going to different type of fields of starting your own business than you would actually playing the NFL or dropping down playing in the CF or going over to uh, Germany like I did, or, you know. <laughs> Dr. Bird, isn't it crazy? Like, you know, we, we think about it. This These sports are meant to be fun. They start off fun, and mm -hmm. they become, you know, so – you know, something that's supposed to be fun becomes so stressful, you know, to, to people and gets a hold of people so much that when they're done, you know, they're, they're searching for something, you right. know, and, and, you know, it, it's just, it's just baffling to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it's funny because um, like, like you were talking about with, um, you know, you can you can make more money in, in the medical field and some of these other things than, you know, if, the, if all you're doing it for is the money. Um, I, I tell kids all the time, you know, the, the one of the wealthiest people I, I've ever met, he sold dirt. Like, yeah, you told me about that. <laughs> this guy was like a multimillionaire and he just sold dirt from his, he, he owned some property and he sold dirt, but he had all these millions of dollars. And He's this old country boy, and you know he, he could he he could he graduated high school, I guess, but that was about it. Um, so you know there is, there are lots of ways to make a lot of money. Um, you just have to work, you know. Um, and and you know, but so so these aren't you know the only avenues out. Um, there there are other avenues, um, especially if you're not in it for you know what the for the reasons that you really should be in it, um, you know. Um, I got a person shouldn't be become a physician just to make money, you know, because mm. that's never a good physician. Um, that's not a doctor I'd want to go to. Um, so, you know, you got to be in it for the right reasons. Right. Well, Doc, I want to hit you with probably the hardest question you'll get throughout this podcast. I'm noticing your background, you know, so I'm definitely a Star Wars fan. <laughs> Over these past past couple of years, you've had The Mandalorian come out on Disney Plus. You've had uh, Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. Have you watched both of them? First part of the question. Yes. Second part, which one was your favorite? Um, <laughs> I, I have watched both of them, and I'm very excited because I heard that the um, the the official trailer for the new Obi Wan Kenobi show just came out, and I haven't watched it yet. Um, I. I thought that um, season one of The Mandalorian was fantastic. Um, season two was good, um, just especially with all the cameos. Um, right. But uh, yeah, so uh, so I would go probably my favorite would probably be the season one of The Mandalorian. All right, cool. Well, Doc, you all right with me? You, you all right with me? <laughs> we try to we try to lighten it up towards the end, man, and, and kind of open up the discussions. But definitely, definitely a great conversation here tonight. Uh, Dr. Bernie, we appreciate everything that you were able to bring in, you know, having all the guys here and just giving those individual uh, points of view and perspectives. Um, that's what we aim to do. You know, we don't want to just talk about football and, and beat a dead horse. We want to give a lot of different points of views and a lot of perspective because there's a lot of young athletes who need exactly what we're trying to give. And I always want to tip my hat to Chris, everything that he started, 
you know, and bringing me along and let me be a part of it, man. I appreciate all of it. I think you have an amazing platform that you're building, um, not only for yourself, but all the post-grad, you know, shout out to you and, and being recognized as an official, you know, NCAA approved recruiting service as well. So thank you. I think we do a great job of, of touching a lot of different topics. So uh, enjoyed everything tonight, man. So at this point, just any closing comments or last words from everybody, we'll just go around real quick. I want to thank you guys for, you know, bless me to be on this stage with you guys. These topics right here, I, I have my players go and listen to the topics that we talk about and make sure, you know, they understand the, the mental health behind this whole game that we're playing and let them know that, you know, if your heart is not in it for the love of the game, you don't need to be a part of the game. But because too often people, you know, see the monetized system that we have in NFL, the big show and how people are paid. And that's the, only why, that's the only reason why they want to play this sport. And if you want to do it for that reason, you know, I can't knock you for why you want to do it, but you know, life is bigger because it's only a small percentage. We talked about the percentage last week of people who making it to those uh, being professional athletes football. And I know in the NFL is a 53 man roster. NBA, uh, I know now that it's a 15 man So. All sports have different, you know, if you compare that with all the kids that are out there playing right now, everybody can't go. That's the top one fraction of that 1%. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I had that um, conversation with, with kids a lot because, you know, it's, um, it, they have these ideas of, of, you know, going real far and, you know, you, you can, you can tell those those student athletes who, who really have it. And those who, you know, they're good players, but you know, they may, and they may go to college and stuff like that, but they're not going to go professional, you know? And um, you know, in, in the, in the world of soccer, um, you know, there was a 15 year old that started for like Manchester United a couple of weeks ago. And it's like, he's 15, you guys are 16 and you're, 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 you're struggling to beat the Tampa team. I don't, I don't think we're going to go to Manchester United, you know? Um, but they, but they have these thoughts. It's like, let's think about things, the world outside of soccer just a little bit, because, um, you know, you, you might be able to get this far with it, but we need to have some, some of your eggs in other baskets too, not just, not just that one. So you're, you're so right. Man, I just, I, I wanted to, I mean, it's so much you could talk about with it. We bounce around tonight, but I'm sure there's a lot of people, you know, who will be watching and listening to this and they probably have some questions and might, might learn something, might figure some things out, uh, might find out they're not alone uh, because, you know, especially, like I said, you know, is, believe it or not, the, the athletes that, you know, have gone through it and played college, played, you know, professionally, they, a lot of them deal with things the worst we're leaving the game because you know that that was that was in that hole that, that we spoke about and then it's trying to find something to fill that hole and you know it that gets tough you know you try to keep busy and do different things um and i mean that's a topic in itself <laughs> just just talking about that you know um so i mean we we bounced around at night to try to touch on a little bit of everything for everybody but you know i i definitely like to hit on that you know, in, in the future, you know, just for those who, who, who finish with the game, you know, in, in their adulthood, trying to, trying to figure this thing out. Absolutely. Definitely. 
Dr. Wilkinson, where can people go and find your content? Uh, I know you post your videos to YouTube. Do you have any other social media? Where can people find you? Yeah, we're, we're on um, YouTube uh, at the, um, our, my other podcast, my regular podcast is called The Mental Breakdown. Um, we, we just try to break down mental health issues and break them down to people so people can understand it. And so um, we, and our, we have our website, thementalbreakdown.com, um, where we have different content, all of our podcasts. We've, my goodness, we've done probably over, over 800 or so now. Um, we've been doing it for a number of years. And so there's all kinds of content there. If people want to check us out and you can reach out to us there. Um, the Mental Breakdowns on Facebook. And uh, hopefully we added something new to you, to your content. That's right. That's right. <laughs> this is fantastic because um, we, we've tried to have some of these conversations. We, we had a guy on from, um, I think he was from Ireland. Uh, a number of years ago, and um, he we talked about some of these same things. Um, uh, he was a Australian football player. I think it was Australian football that he played. Um, sort of like rugby, I guess. Um, he was fun and exciting to talk to. Um, so uh, this is definitely something that we need to talk more about. So I really appreciate you guys inviting me on. Tell them how they can contact you, Cortez. Yeah, man. Shameless plug. Let's get it. Hey, you can contact me on <clears throat> at DB Master Academy. IG, uh, DB Master Academy on Facebook, One Stop Elite Sports Performance, and uh, Cortez Stubbs on Facebook as well. Nice. Appreciate nice, y'all. Man. Thank you. Yes, indeed, man. Anybody who, who's, who's naming that stuff, DB Master, y'all go, go get with him, man. That's, that's <laughs> not, you know, he, he didn't say, you know, regular DB training, DB working, DB Master. So go get with Cortez, master your craft, do what you need to do, man. But all good, man. I appreciate you guys. It's been fun. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. All right, fellas. Yeah. All right. What's up, world? This is Kevin, a.k.a. Just Kev, with Straight Talk with Postgrad Recruits Podcast. Just wanted to reach out with a small advisory. Please be advised, Straight Talk with Postgrad Recruits allows all people the opportunity to speak freely without judgment or bias. Listeners are encouraged to research the statements, comments, and viewpoints shared by guests or cast of the podcast as needed. Much love.